Welcome to the More Than a Club podcast with Marty Cuprian and Bill Leahy. Welcome to More Than a Club podcast. I'm your host, Bill Leahy, along with co-host Marty Cuprian. Glad to have you back during these most unique times. Thanks, Bill. Uh, we're getting together today on the phone. It's April 2nd, and all of lacrosse season is on hold uh, as we experience the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, I wanted to get together with Coach Leahy before we put out another podcast and really just catch up with him, see what's going on in his world, uh, being away from school and, you know, with his family at home, and then talk a little bit about, you know, some of what's going on in the lacrosse world and this very unique time. So, um, Coach, I wanted to really just ask you, you know, what's LaSalle doing with um, online learning and, and how is your your life kind of flipped upside down uh, in the last month? That's a good question, Coach Coop. Who would have thought we'd be here after recording our last episode in February and there'd be no lacrosse season for college or high school or a club or little guys at their youth leagues? Just heartbreaking. So all of our lives have just stopped and lacrosse being a part of that. For us Leahy family here at school, lots of online learning. So my family has been bunkered down and going for runs and going for walks. We, for a while there, we were crushing the parks close by <laughs> until some of them closed. Uh, my son is an avid outdoorsman, so it's kind of been a strange, unique blessing for him because he keeps saying, let's go fishing, let's go hiking, <laughs> let's go. And we can do those things. So we've been out to a number of places. A little funny side story is we decided to go fly fishing in the Poconos about two weeks ago, just thinking that would be quiet, away, no people, safe, which is a pretty good idea before we had the clear stay-at-home rules. But we got there, and there were like 40 people there all thinking the same thing. So my idea was completely blew up. You couldn't do responsible social distancing um, in the middle of the Poconos because all these other people who love to do the same thing were also trying to sneak out. So as a family, we're, we're holding in there like so many people. And on the LaSalle side, uh, what a strange year to retire, right? I thought Seriously. I'd be watching high school teams play and cheering on my daughter who lost her season or at least for now has lost her season. And instead I'm watching old game films and remembering parts of my career, which has been nostalgic, um, but completely bummed not to be on the sideline cheering on my daughter, which played a role in my deciding to retire. And educationally at LaSalle, we were way ahead of this. So we were really ready as many schools were. Uh, to be shut down. And so our students immediately moved into online learning. They have four to five classes a day at 60 to seven minutes each with lunch in between, meeting every, the courses meet every other day. And as guidance counselor, we were right in the middle of course selection. So that went from live in person to on the phone and on Zoom. And, um, and then lastly, I've really liked that we've taken time as a faculty to call every student in our school and just checking it in to see how they're doing and checking with their parents and see how the online schooling has been going. It's been a really nice personal touch. People have been very grateful. So that's it on my end, Coach. How about you? Yeah, that's great. Thanks for the update. And glad you guys are home and safe and together. And that, you know, you're, at least your son's trying to keep you busy with getting outside and fresh air. So on my end, I, I live in Philadelphia with my wife, no kids. So um, just getting outside for a walk or a run, you know, seems like a great idea until you realize how small the city is and um, everyone's trying to do the same thing and it's not really safe to be out there um, 
with limited space and so many people. So uh, I've been more of a homebody than I ever have been. Uh, it's been sad as a lacrosse uh, player, coach, fan, you know, sharing that with everyone that just feels bizarre on a beautiful day, uh, staying at home <laughs> and being in front of the screen and, and not being on a field somewhere. So I think I've learned a lot from, you know, social media and, and following what some of the, the leading NCAA coaches or, you know, the best players in the world are doing to stay busy. And uh, I've really never been more inspired to work out, uh, doing at-home workouts and uh, footwork and stick work and, and stuff as if I was actually a college player, um, you know, is, is suddenly appealing because I have so much time and, um, and really frustration missing lacrosse right now. So, um, you know, my wife works in the real estate industry and in finance for a company that, you know, she's been working her, her butt off and um, definitely dealing with you know, people with hardships. So the reality is um, I think we all have friends and um, family members that, you know, are greatly affected by this already uh, on a financial level. So I think, you know, want to send our love to everyone out there and obviously we're missing lacrosse, but there's something bigger going on here. So, you know, we'll, I'll kind of give my, my perspective from the Haverford School side of things. Um, what you'll hear in episode 12 is, you know, we closed down our first season feeling really great rolling into lacrosse season. And you know, Bill and I got to talk about some of the, the teams on the schedule that Haverford would be facing. And I was so excited to get into the high school season that I hadn't been a part of for a few years. So uh, we won our first game against St. Paul's. And, um, and that was it. There was, there was one game and two days later, uh, the Pennsylvania state, um, shutdown came and, you know, school went to online learning and things like that. So, you know, coach Brendan Dawson's, uh, you know, call to action since then is, you know, we're choosing to believe that at some point we're going to get back on the field. So we've been staying really engaged with those, those high school kids, uh, FaceTimed with all the offensive guys and, just checked on them and talked a little bit about feedback. And, you know, while it was nice to have those conversations, it's, um, they're all, they're all pretty sad, you know, missing, missing their teammates and, and their time together, just being together. Um, but we've been doing some film sessions there, you know, watching some PLL film. Um, I think tonight we're going to have some players lead a film session. So, you know, Google Hangout has worked well for that. On the next LC side, uh, Coach Leahy and Coach Law have really helped me to stay engaged with our club kids. Um, you know, we've kind of gone virtual where if we were going to have practice tonight at the Proving Grounds in Conchahawken and, and we can't because no one's allowed to be outside, uh, we're meeting as a team on Google Hangout or Zoom and um, trying to find ways to you know, really deliver value and keep the kids accountable and motivated. Um, I think it's been really healthy for all of us. So. I wanted to ask Bill, you know, what you thought of those. And uh, for me, I'm, I'm back in teacher mode. I used to be an elementary school teacher, so I'm overprepared for, for the lessons and um, I'm kind of bopping around like, uh, like a mad scientist, but showing them video, you know, calling on some kids and, you know, showing them the resources online, I think is, is easy to do right now and easy for them to take advantage. Uh, Bill, what, what did you think about those so far? Uh, Coach Coop, you are in full teacher mode. It is outstanding. I wasn't sure at first how we were going to make all this work, and I remember us talking and brainstorming, and I thought you were really onto a great idea, but you never quite know 
how it's going to go when it's brand new and it's virtual. And yet all the young people were in on time to the Google meet and you were ready to go. And I just love that you have challenges for them, like a stick work challenge or a workout challenge. And then the film session has been great. Just going through and pointing out aspects of the game that they can see firsthand, you know, as, as you um, kind of lay it out and tell them to look for certain specifics. And then, um, just seeing their faces and having them all kind of chime in the social part at the end, I think is great. When you say, all right, guys, turn on your microphones. Everybody can chat away. It's a little bit mayhem, but it's great because that's the part that I think we're, we're all hurting so much deep down in, which is the, just the social, the human contact. And while we can't have that contact, when you turn them loose at the end, to kind of just silly and <laughs> kind of we're, we're past the lacrosse part. And, and that's part of being on a team, right? That's part of the experience when we choose to, be involved in sports it's not just becoming a better lacrosse player but a better person a better teammate and i think that part deep down just hurts to not be able to to do that i was saying there's so many people have asked what's it like you know after 46 years because i'm 51 but i didn't start playing till i was five and i said you know it's fascinating i've been a part of a group or a team either as a coach or a player or an assistant coach or a general manager 46 years. It's the first time that I haven't been a part of a group of men moving in a direction toward a goal and serving some role in that group. And that's kind of the strangest um, part. And then I was learning to deal with that and come to terms with that when all this went upside down. So I think you're doing a great job on our virtual learning teacher, Coop, and stay at it. And we're ready to take over when you run out of gas. But right now you look like you could go the distance. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm having a ton of fun with it. I mean, I'm always geeking out about uh, videos to watch or just just kind of exposing the resources to our kids. So um, earlier today, I was on a, a Google Hangout with a seventh grader, giving him feedback on his wall ball, you know, and, and last night we had someone sending us uh, questions about their form doing, you know, an at home uh, workout, a body weight, uh, body weight burnout workout. So it's cool to see the kids motivated with extra time um, and you're feeling for them just the same. But um, another highlight has been doing some personal chats with some of the younger boys and parents in our club and um, just kind of hearing them talk about lacrosse and, and asking them what they love about the game and um, getting some really, you know, pure, pure answers back that uh, remind you what's so special about this. So um Another thing I wanted to, to point out and share with our teams when we have our chats is the lacrosse companies that have been stepping up to make you know, medical protective equipment and have kind of pivoted from what they're usually producing. So I've seen Cascade, um, Pro Athletics, East Coast Dyes, companies like that. So, you know, that's allowed us to show our boys that, you know, look, lacrosse and the sport and the community really can uh, pull together and help in different ways to do some amazing things. And I'm really just trying to take this time to learn more um, and, and to watch some of these resources so that when I get back on the field, you know, I can be a better coach and, um, you know, help run better practices and things like that. So a lot of reflective time. So before we uh, kind of kick it to the, the pre-recorded episode 12 that closes down our season, um, I almost forgot, Coach, that you know, we talked a lot on that episode about your, your big trip that um, had to be called off because of what's going on here. So, you know, if you could just um, – probably, we probably talked for about 
10 or 12 minutes about um, how excited we, you were and what you had planned. So um, I know it's probably tough, but just kind of give the people on an, up, an update on, you know, the, the fact that you didn't get stuck in Spain. <laughs> yeah, I lived to walk another day since that's what I was going to do, a pilgrimage. Um, yeah, it really got crazy there at the end. We were still thinking about going and we were going back a, a month ago. So it seemed at that point so concerning and there was 500 cases in Spain, which is really does nothing to where we are now. And my buddy and I were trying to figure out whether we should go or not. And then uh, the school was, of course, supportive, but worried for us. And then LaSalle had a situation where we had to close like everybody, but I think we had a parent maybe who had possibly been exposed. So that closed school. And at that point, I thought with my friend, boy, this isn't safe to go do this. So then we had to deal with the airlines and they weren't interested. They hadn't closed the flights yet. So then we just had to decide to get on the plane or not get on the plane. And we just decided safely not to. And uh, it turned out to be a really good decision because my father also needed emergency bypass surgery, which I would have been on a plane away, not able to assist my family. So it just wasn't meant to be. And it'll all work out, but it was going to be a pretty cool adventure. It'll just have to wait, wait for another year at this point, I guess. And um, yeah, so thanks for asking, Coop. And to the listeners, you'll hear about the trip uh, in our show. But now, you know, that's off. And now let's jump into that episode with Bill and Marty at the Navy Yard. And we're thrilled that you've spent what we'll now call season one with uh, us here at the Navy Shipyard. And so we've had lots of guests and had a great run, almost one a month. And we thought we'd have a special episode where we just reflect back on our first attempt to run a podcast. We're so grateful to all of our listeners. Your feedback has been outstanding. We never imagined the success. Uh, We've never imagined the amount of downloads that we've had, um, nor the feedback that I've received from playgrounds to the hallways at school to being out at a cheesesteak restaurant. It's just it's been fantastic. And it's also helped me personally kind of reflect back on my 29 years of coaching and 46 years in the game. And I know at times it was a little LaSalle centric. However, that was my journey. And these were the stories that I had over those years with young men and their families. And just, I think for me, looking back over the guests and then back over my 29 years, it was very meaningful. And Coop, it's been great to have you along with the journey. Wow, that's great, Coach. I really appreciate it. I definitely want to thank you for making the long drive down to the Navy Yard to record these. And as I thanked you in our first episode, just taking on this endeavor, um, getting a little uncomfortable here. And um, I've been way into it, uh, just just like you have. So it's been fun to be teammates together. And um, we've continued to learn. I think that's what's been really cool. Um, Since we set out on the podcast, we wanted to have different conversations um, some about lacrosse, which we, we feel like we've been around forever and know a lot about and have a lot to share, um, and some about some topics where maybe we, we really needed to ask questions as opposed to, to give answers. So um, to all of our guests so far and everyone that was with us in season one was just tremendous. Uh, we've really gotten some positive feedback on every episode, like you said. So grateful to everyone. Um, it's been inspiring. I think it's great to talk about these topics more. And uh, just like you, I think you said from the playground to the classroom. um, Yeah, for me, from the box lacrosse rink and a kid walking up and say, hey, I'm listening to the podcast, um, to the parents stopping you at a tournament or a clinic saying that I got something out of that, you know, and I'm listening. And and I told my friend who's a coach. So 
Um, you know, that stuff's all really cool. The lacrosse world's so small. Um, and even since we've started our podcast, you've seen uh, a lot more lacrosse podcasts. So, um, you know, some really great stuff and conversations, and uh, I love it. So, like Coach said, a little self-reflection here. Uh, we're going to walk back down uh, some of the episodes and favorite moments um, that our guests have brought us so far. I love how we've come full circle, Coop. You know, our very first episode was us kicking it around, not showing where we were heading. And here we are on episode 12, kind of ending a season. Not that there might be a bonus episode or so yet to come, but we're doing the same thing. We're kind of kicking it around and kind of looking back now where the journey began. I thought one thing I'd point out to folks is how we actually got to our outline. Uh, the idea that we kind of had an intro and then we had a hot topic for parents and youth sports and then the X and O's for coaches and then the culture building for kind of anyone who's a leader of an organization. Then we'd have our guest usually uh, and then we'd end up with our, our homework to see what our guest suggested. Yeah. And, you know, that came from, I think, me and you discussing podcasts that we liked and didn't like. And I kept saying how much I really don't care for a podcast where two people just babble along. That's why we're going to keep this one at 30 minutes. <laughs> but, he, he only says that once a day. But my favorite podcasts are ones that kind of follow a, a script and kind of journey along this, the, the, the show each time. My and people know what to expect is something you always said, too. Anytime I was like, hey, well, what, about, what about this or that? And you're like, well, does it fit in our template? Does it fit our mission? And I'm like, well, no, it was just a thought in my head. <laughs> and our mission became clear, and that was to serve parents, yeah. to serve coaches, to serve people who are interested in listening to just culture, and then to have an interesting guest. And then to hear what that interesting guest was reading or listening to these days. Uh, so that kind of gave us something to, totally. to, to, to do. And what I found in, uh, fascinating in my own life was how people would stop me from a dear neighbor who isn't a lacrosse guy at all and saying, this is really helping me coach my, my youth basketball CYO team. You know, to a coworker at school saying, I'm a total football guy, but this culture building business is great. Or kids at school saying, the, the All Blacks, you're still going through the All Blacks. And how many times did I call them the New England All Blacks versus the <laughs> New Zealand All Blacks off, off air? Um, so that's kind of how we, we came to our template. You know, my favorite podcast of all is the podcast Lore, which is just spooky stories. However, the guy follows the same template for different spooky stories throughout history. And so I always know kind of where he's going, yep. although each story is different but they always have this crazy twist at the end. So I kind of took that in my own head and said, all right, how could we help our listeners uh, know where we're going each show, although the specifics are different, and then send them on their way with a, a unique twist. And I think we accomplished that mission. Absolutely. I think it's totally worked. Uh, some of the lacrosse topics that we've talked a lot about, box lacrosse was, was something you could feel our passion for, um, and some of our guests you know, talked a lot about that. So if you're interested at all in box lacrosse, um, you know, Tony Rush is one of the best and Coach Manny is one of the best American players playing. Coach Bates, Coach McAvoy, um, Coach Leahy and the Wings. Um, and again, we've talked about video as a resource. Go watch some old school Wings games. Oh, man, they are fun to watch. We've talked about our passion for the fundamentals of the game. Uh, we've talked a lot about LaSalle. As Bill said, um, you know, LaSalle-centric, and it's revolved around, you know, lessons learned from his career, and it was, it's a Hall of Fame career. So, um, Coach, keep those lessons coming. We're learning a lot. I'm taking notes um, as I get ready for my new coaching role. And I think Team USA is something that came up a lot as well, um, which speaks to the, the level of character and, and play of really uh, our guests and our coaches involved. 
There's also been some really great culture building, uh, teamwork, and mindfulness talk on the podcast. Uh, I've really learned a lot. Um, Dr. Green's episode uh, really blew my mind after um, you know we had been really building towards that with so many great themes that you know, we hit on again and again. And and then man, there's a professional sports psychologist there, um, you know, making sense of everything. But also, I think that was really one for our parents um, that we got some comments. Hey, that was the best episode yet. You know, that helped the most. I can't wait to have my kid listen to that uh, with me and or I'm going to listen to that one twice. So yeah, how about the mom who left a note on uh, the comment section of the reviews, yeah. how they listen to mindfulness at the dinner table yes. from our show, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was really great. Yeah. Uh, it's always funny. My, my mom has listened to these and she's like, I can't believe you're there talking about mindfulness. If they could only see you as like an eight-year-old, 10-year-old wild man. I'm like, well, that's not who they're going to see. Uh, this is Coach Leahy and Coach Coop from the Navy Yard. Um, so I think, you know, our experiences have uh, given us some, a, a cool perspective to share. Um, and I think different from Coach Leahy, my, my favorite podcast is a Sixers one called Writes to Ricky Sanchez where it's two guys and they blabber <laughs> on about anything and it's never the same template and you never know where it's taking you. But I think that's some of the beauty in Absolutely. that we kept each other in, in checks and balances. Yeah. If I got too stringent and strict and too structured and fundamental, you took us into left field. And when you got rambling about yeah. having one, three guests at one time, and yeah. I would say that's not happening. We're going to stay to the script. And we got better with, um, you know, tracking how long we were talking about things and becoming more concise and you know, I think really your main point was, um, I don't listen to podcasts to hear people mess around. You know, I want to get something out of it. So when I've talked to my friends about our podcast, we're giving something to people. We're giving something to players, to coaches, to parents, and um, also an, a great guest, like you said. And I like the suggestions that we've received from so many listeners. Uh, while they're all really great, some are more practical to do than others. So the idea of a sound to a segment as we moved from hot topic to X and O's to culture building it was really great. We love that. It was just hard to do. It kind of broke up the flow. And then the idea of having music, which was a great idea, especially I liked your idea of playing the who, like who are you before <laughs> your guest. However, royalties would be out of control. We didn't know that. So there went the idea of, of playing music. And I think even today we were just kicking around the idea of having a young person introduce the show. Sure. Maybe we'll do that for season two, have a little guy and a high school guy and a parent do it. And we kind of get limited by uh, the, the suggestions, but we can and cannot do. But we really appreciate the feedback and the ideas. Yeah, and we, we really haven't gone you know more than a day or two without talking about the podcast. So it's been such a cool little project. And uh, um, uh, for Coach Leahy not coaching lacrosse this spring, I know he's going to be like, hey, why don't we get this guy? Why don't we do that? Why don't we do this? So um, keep, keep doing it. Um, and I'll be the guy that's uh, a little bit more busy this spring. But uh, it actually sounds like you have a nice trip on your hands. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit more um, about our favorite moments from the show um, and some of our guests. And then we'll talk a little bit more about our game plan for this spring. Sounds great. So we'll start with the pilot. Uh, it's, it's my favorite because it's kind of a podcast about a podcast. Seinfeld, uh, right? Yeah. And, and, and some people didn't make it through all of that one, all of that one, um, and, and realized that uh, we need some guests. That's a Coach Leahy. And I quickly came up with a template, the guests, and, and how to get the most out of them. Um, and then episode two, I thought Coach Law did a great job, you know, speaking from you know, someone who started next, our organization, um, you know, explaining what we're about. And as he said, you know, kind of came off the top rope there and had some fun. 
And I thought Coach was a great first guest because he was solid. You know, yeah, college coach, well-spoken, strong voice. It kind of helped take our template that we were trying for the first time. Sure. And just gave it a real sense of groundedness. Like, we got this, guys. Where me and you weren't so sure, I thought he just kept us rolling right yeah. through. I like that he was a youth sports parent, too. So it was so interesting to hear his his perspective from the different hats that he wears. Yeah, former college coach, total hard ass. You know, uh, youth coach, you know, just smiling, having fun, growing the game. Youth sports parent, stressed out, you know, and, and he was totally honest about all that, which I thought was great. With Coach Henwood, uh, my, my favorite line really in that one was, you know, the Hershey special. Uh, they both won Pennsylvania State Championships uh, the same day, so they were able to bond over that. But, you know, really some larger conversations there with Kate, who's a, a an awesome coworker, and, you know, serving your sisters. Uh, again, Bill got to talk about his role as a sports parent and, you know, what the way that he interacted with his daughter when, you know, things went a certain way. Uh, I always, when those moments come when we're doing the podcast, it's, you know, not being a parent, it's so interesting to hear you um, kind of switch into parent mode. Yeah, no doubt. Along the journey, there were some interesting uh, <laughs> moments. One of my favorites was when my daughter must have been in fourth grade, and I'm out of bounds. I'm yelling too much. I'm coach, coach Leahy from the sideline, parent, coach, coach Leahy. Just bad, right? A lot of hats <laughs> going on here. And she comes right up the sideline past me, throws the ball to her teammates, looks at me, and says, you worry about you. And I'll yeah. worry about me. And every parent just looked at me like, yeah, this guy just got it from a fourth grader. So listening to Coach Henwood speak about the girls game and the women's, uh, you know, changes in some of the women's rules, the shot clock. I thought she was excellent, especially about equity and um, equality. She was really insightful. Yeah, she's great. The next guest was Tucker Durkin. Uh, it was so cool to see Bill and Tucker um, a player he had coached, but also, you know, a young man who he'd obviously been a huge fan of uh, as he grows, grows up. And, you know, he told his story from, you know, high school and being a part of the culture that we keep talking about on these episodes at LaSalle uh, to Johns Hopkins to the USA and to truly being one of the best players in the world. And, and he was sitting here um, and he was so calm but intense at the same time. And really my favorite is that, you know, he was the one that let the first – curse or two fly, uh, even if it was crap or, or something else minor, um, at least it wasn't me. And again, my mom's listening, but uh, you know, Tucker was, was really a great guest. Yeah, my shout out to Tucker was when people would ask me about the podcast and they would say, which episode should I listen to to get started? I'd sure. say Tucker Durkin. You know, he had a big, strong name, a great athlete, a superhuman being who helped us cruise right through an excellent show. And I thought Tucker, as did many guests, he meant what he said. And he said what he meant. And so we just kind of rolled right through. And each point seemed to be dead on. He was great. Our next guest was Coach Resch. Uh, we've called him a legend about 248 <laughs> times uh, by episode 12 here. He truly is. Uh, I guess my highlight uh, selfishly would be that, you know, he, ha he had never done a podcast. So the More Than a Club podcast is now on his uh, long, legendary podcast. Uh, Resume, uh, Coach Resch also led our JV next high school box team to a championship in their last tournament. Uh, Coach Leahy was there to uh, the late hours into a Saturday night. Uh, he was actually coaching the varsity, so I think 
championship there too. Coach. Championship on, there. Toe. You at one point you guys tagged each other in or out, or were you guys coaching together? No, we tagged in, tagged out. He yeah. took JV, was out, and then the varsity started, and I was in. So it was a nice day. Yeah. Wow. So it was uh, fun to follow from the ca- the couch, knowing those guys uh, had things under control. Yeah, I was grateful to do something like a podcast show with my friend. Yeah. Really nice. And you guys are both guidance counselors too. Um, and again, parents, just like everyone else. So I know that a lot of our lacrosse parents, especially the next club parents, um, really appreciate just hearing your, your kind of down to earth. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a parent and my daughter yelled at me <laughs> stories. Uh, you know, uh, I think people could relate to that a little bit. Uh, our long walk down memory lane uh, to Newark and Delaware with Coach Manny. Uh, always fun to hear his, his just the passion that he speaks with, his multi-sport background, picking up the game late and being a great teammate. Um, and then Coach Bates from Episcopal, um, another one of Coach Leahy's old friends, a former wing, but also someone that's you know coached at just about every level and is a world-class guy, not just a, not just a coach. Uh, one of my favorite quotes from this season of the podcast was really Coach Bates saying, um, uh, you know, and Bill asked him, hey, how different is it coaching high school um, and maybe the pros versus college kids? And he said, well, you're, you're really just meeting a boy at a different stage in life, but you're still talking about the same things, um, accountability, hard work, being a great teammate, having fun, uh, the fundamental skills, you know, they don't change. So uh, that, that really stuck with me. We had Ellis and Ian. We talked about youth sports safety. I think that kind of came out of left field for a lot of our listeners and really took them somewhere that, um, that, helped, uh, that helped them learn, uh, learning about the definition of concussion and how they treat concussions, um, hearing from experts in the medical and youth, safe, youth sports safety world um, was great. And, and really, we want more experts. You know, I think that's what turned me on, Bill, was, was learning more and you know, getting away from lacrosse sometimes, um, but, but finding some experts um, that could teach and share with us. That was a great show. It's one I was kind of unexpectedly thrilled with. You know, I, I, I'm around safety all the time as a coach, and you, you take the trainers for granted. But on that episode, they were right here sharing their insights of what it's like to be not forgotten and their insights and their expertise and an expertise that helps people be well and from injury and from, you know, um, being ready to play and recovering. It's just topics that sometimes are taken for granted. I especially enjoyed my old friend, Dr. Mitch Green. I thought he was great. We had mind chatter and mindfulness and serving others, and he surely was um, energetic. I thought that when he shared about Olympians and what it was like to work with the highest possible level of athletic ability, their minds, their bodies, I kind of felt this calm come over me. I just wanted to listen to every word. I mean, it's one thing to talk about high school lacrosse or even the wings or even the pros, but an Olympian. Like, really? <laughs> and you were there in Rio de Janeiro, wherever the Olympics were, around all that energy with the best athletes in the entire world in every sport you could imagine in the Summer Olympics. And you're hoping your athlete can channel his inner chatter. It's kind of a wild thought. you know. I know you liked Dr. Mitch Green, too. Yeah, I'm still blown away. I could listen to that one a few times. And, and like I said, I know we have parents that are listening a few times. Um, but yeah, he was a professional and an expert and, um, it meant a lot to have him here. So thanks for making that happen. Our next episode, we got to talk with coach John McAvoy. Uh, for me, he was always a role model. Um, I'm not sure if it made it on the final cut of the podcast, but 
Um, he had coached me at Villanova lacrosse camp when I was a little guy a few summers in a row. He would always look out for me and um, remember me. And um, I'm, I'm lucky enough I'll get to coach against him in the Interact this year. Um, and thought he was great. He was soft-spoken, um, but he's just a total badass. And um, really, he runs one of the best high school lacrosse programs in the country. So it was cool for you know to see Bill um, kind of poking John and asking him about his program and you know how he did things um, to learn more too. So I think you know lifelong learner was was a phrase in my head when I was you were you were asking him about his program. And I'm like, man, Bill's Bill's really trying to still learn how to. Uh, you know, build a program here and, and do great things. So, um, and that was interesting too, that we had them back to back because Dr. Green had a lot of energy and, yeah. and John coach McAvoy was a little more, just more chill. And I found both guys fascinating, but one was more kind of relaxing and easy going to, to speak with for me. And then the other one, I, I was keeping notes. I was trying to keep up because the next Olympic question, the next mindfulness, the next, yeah, of all, <laughs> all intellectual and being with coach McAvoy, I mean, his X and O knowledge throughout my years, he was someone I would call and say, can I pick your brain on yep. zone offense? Can I pick your brain on shooting? And so to have the chance to sit with them now that I'm out for a little bit yeah. and looking from the outside and say, you know, you run a program, not just a team. When you talk about your JVA and your JVB and then your varsity and you just run you know, so many uh, players and parents that you run an entire program for a wonderful school and you do it really well. And while you're chill sitting here with us, I know that in a couple of weeks on that sideline, you will play the best in the nation and you are not so chill <laughs> once you get going. Um, and I just have the highest respect for him. I almost would love to be a, a player just for one season and find sure. out what's the style, what's it like, because your, your teams are really good. And uh, that was a thrill for me. And then, of course, we rolled into our last one on our video, Coach. Yeah, video. And I think that's, that's uh, an interesting one we kind of threw on the menu this season. And we didn't know where it would go. So we got to hear from Coach Leahy in that episode, you know, talking about how, as a high school coach, he used video and valued it. Um, we also got to hear from John Peruso about how he has a business fully associated with making highlight reels. And, you know, with that, um, you know, being at all these tournaments and, and now we're in the age that kind of everything these high school players do, it's, it's probably being filmed. And, you know, what does that mean? How can you use it? How can you learn from it? Um, so, you know, as we, you know, finish recapping our guests and the different episodes, I think, you know, if, if you don't know about some of those guests, um, they're easy to learn more about. And a lot of them have, you know, some pretty good resumes online and, and highlights and different videos. I know Chris Bates um, has, has done other podcasts and things like that. So um, Dr. Mitch Green, checking out his website, I think would do a lot for any parents that are curious. Um, but for all of those guests, I think, you know, Bill, just for us sharing, like, you know, we, we didn't pay them any money, right? Like that, that those are uh, friendships or connections or, um, you know, people in the, in the lacrosse or sports world that are really trying to help other people. So having a 45 minute conversation wasn't too big of a deal. So, you know, we thank them for driving down to the Navy yard and hope they're, they're wearing their more than a club t-shirt, uh, proudly. I loved looking back how it reminded me that people have different tastes. Yeah. And we tried to vary it up. We tried to have video. We tried to have coaches. We tried to have world players. We tried to have Coach Kate. Um, and we tried to make sure it was varied. And where some of my favorite shows 
were somebody else's least favorite. And the opposite was true. It just reminds you that people have different interests. You, somebody may personally know one of our guests, so that was more interesting. Right. And then I think while one show might have stood out to our guests over another, in the end, they were all solid. You know, and I think that reminded me that that's just kind of the way it rolls. I don't like every episode of Blacklist. Some are sure. better than others. And the same with our, with our show. You know, we had ones that jumped out to you that you were just thrilled about. And I was like, yeah, that was good. And <laughs> we had others where I was like, that was great. And you were like, yeah, that yeah. was fine. <laughs> and I heard that from lots of our listeners. I would crack up when they would say, my favorite show was X, Y, or Z. And I was like, really? <laughs> my favorite was. And you're like, oh, I didn't like that one. <laughs> Coop, that was a great reflection on our first season together, and uh, it's really been a thrill. Looking forward a little bit in season two, um, we'll keep everybody informed of when we'll, we'll start our next round of guests, and we already have some great guests in mind, and we definitely want to look at the Native American history of the game and the diversity, growing diversity in lacrosse. Hopefully, we'll have a guest on from a major company like Nike. I think that's in the works, so um, we're looking forward to that as well. And the idea that you know, we're moving into spring, this is the real deal, and that all of our listeners can go out and watch some great college lacrosse, some great high school lacrosse, is why we're going to take a break for a little bit, uh, minus a bonus episode or two. And I think that um, going out to focus on Calvert Hall versus Haverford this weekend, right, in a scrimmage, <laughs> Coach, is that what you got? Yeah, seven days after tryouts. First scrimmage at number one Calvert Hall in Baltimore. Uh, the bus leaves Haverford School at 7.15. So first, you know, first mixing it up with somebody else. Really excited. And uh, Rough up Coach Kelly for me, my, my oldest buddy from when we were little guys at Cockeysville and Calvert Hall teammates together. So you're going to be at Calvert Hall, my stomping grounds. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. I'll, I'll definitely look for him and try to say hello and uh, tell him you said hi. But it sounds like you already did. I did. Now, how about season two thoughts for you? Yeah, for me, I, I want to stay true to what we've built here in season one. I think having awesome guests and, you know, kind of keeping this uh, our goal of giving value to parents, players, coaches. So as we take maybe a, a short break from recording episodes, as you know, my spring gets busier with high school coaching, uh, Bill does a little traveling and, you know, a lot of uh, being there for his family. I think we want we want to hear from you guys. You know, if there's topics that um, we haven't touched on, or if there th there's things that you know, maybe we did that we need to explore um, de more deeply, um, let us know. I think you know, for me, I'm a huge lacrosse fan, so I, c I could always talk about what's going on at the high school ranks, the college ranks, the pro ranks. But really, this podcast, I think we have um, a niche in being you know more than just lacrosse. Uh, so kind of a play on the more than a club, obviously, but. You know, really, that was our goal. And, you know, for me, getting back into high school coaching, um, I think it's going to have m my my head spinning as far as, you know, kind of new challenges. And I know I'll be calling you and looking for some advice. Um, but really, not not straying too far from what we did here in season one. I think something that would be exciting would be to do a podcast with uh, a Nike athlete or a college coach from one of our events. So, um, for example, the Philly Showcase in November or um, the Hype Night Camp that we have in August. You know, those are big events where um, we might have some, some characters there on site. And I think taking, taking advantage of that and getting people in front of the microphone to share their journey and join us here um, is something we could do. Now, one thing we haven't done is, is have guests join us uh, on the phone or video. So um, I know, you know, Coach Leahy's kind of working on guests and, you know, I, all these great ideas and, 
Um, to this point, we, we haven't wanted to do a podcast without someone kind of physically being with us. So, you know, maybe in season two, we, we explore that a little bit. Um, and next is going to move our office. So, uh, you know, by the time that this episode plays and season one is over, um, our headquarters will no longer be in Philadelphia at the Navy Yard, which has been amazing for the last five years. Uh, but we'll be in Conshohocken, uh, which is actually you know much more central to uh, the the families that we work with, and uh, also the proving grounds where we do our training. So, I guess a lot will change <laughs> by season two, um, and a lot is still unknown. That's great. Well, good luck with your high school season. Back at it. You're getting in while I'm getting out. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just coach, coach, just uh, just so you know who's on my my plate here. So scrimmage at Calvert Hall, and then the next Saturday we host Conestoga, who might be the best public high school in Pennsylvania. Uh, then first game hosting St. Paul's at the Haverford School. Then home hosting McDonough. You ever heard of those schools? Straight through the MIAA. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. Then home against Choate from Connecticut. Uh, away at Georgetown Prep, home at a uh, home against ANC against one of your your former players, uh, Coach Forrester. Away at the U.S. Lacrosse facility uh, against Culver, and my goodness, that is not even uh, all the way through March. So, yeah, I'm going from you know mostly youth lacrosse and middle school over the last few years and a lot of club to getting back on the high school side of things and you know what might be the you know, one of the toughest high school schedules in the country. So it's already been awesome kind of learning from Coach Dawson there. Um, he's a former head coach at the college level, Division three level at a couple different spots, and I've never really coached with him the way that, that I am now. So um, I have a feeling I'll be, you know, sharing some, some anecdotes from him and, you know, maybe a possible guest down the road. Yeah, and you had listed in our notes any advice, right? So... I'm always asking coach for advice. That's how the podcast started. And anyone who's ever seen us at the LaSalle play fast camp riding around in the golf cart um, knows that. And I think coach has just been a mentor for me. So you know, as you're stepping away, I'm, I'm kind of happy that, um, you know, you might have some more juice for a lacrosse phone call than at this time uh, or in April or May last year where, you know, you had plenty on your plate and um, probably had a tough time even getting, getting enough time at home. So, I know I'm going to call you, but I also would just ask, you know, any general advice for, for any of our coaches out there heading into the season? Sure. I mean, my first thought is it's May that matters. That's, and that stands out from the podcast, too, is, yeah. is your, your one word was May, and you walk out to practice and said that. And you want to get beat a little bit. That makes everybody focus. It makes everybody watch the film more intensely. It's fun to watch a film when you won. Don't I look great? Don't my teammates look great? But when you got it handed to you, everybody's all of a sudden taking notes. I mean, it's a lousy feeling. I got to get better because we just lost in front of a crowd and our rankings changed, our oh standings changed. Yep. You know, so getting beat along the way a little bit, especially even as you get closer to May, can't hurt to take a, an upset loss in April just to refocus everybody. Well, I guess w when you hear that schedule, what do you think? You know, I think you're going to get better faster, but it may be painful along the way and yeah. good there's Maybe a reason those games are on the schedule you know wake everybody yeah. up and and the truth is you know club lacrosse is is just different not better or worse just different and that is what's in their dna the, the players dna and so it takes a good month yeah. to get out that we're into high school lacrosse and we don't play again at, at three o'clock and at five o'clock and that throwing the ball the way matters and we better know our systems systems of riding and clearing which we really don't do much in the summer 
Um, and so being accountable to not only the coaching staff and what they've put in in terms of systems, but your teammates and taking a journey every day with them. I mean, yeah. six days a week and then resolving conflicts and you just don't get to walk away from each other and get in the car and then feel better when you see them on Wednesday because you forgot about what happened. Right. And you can see them the next day. So I guess make remembering it's a journey. The other is, you know what? There'll always be so much noise. You should have been better than what you were and I can't believe you lost. And the I the whole thing is is hard. Yeah. I mean, you need talented kids. The horses run the race. Coaches can only do so much. Can the can the coaches make them a little bit better, a little bit worse? Yeah, a- absolutely. Do coaches make mistakes too while parents are screaming at you as if you're not human? Right? That happens as well. And sometimes you do everything right. Your kids are good enough. You're coaching really well. And then one of your best guys or a guy that was just real kind of cog in the machine gets hurt. And it just changes everything. Or and gets it, in trouble. Or gets in trouble. And now you got to go back to the drawing board and re-diagram things. And that takes another 10 days. So now you're a new type of team. Not better or worse, but different. But you lose one or two. It's such a long season. Your identity is kind of constantly changing. Changing and who you are. I mean, we lost personnel. four of our last five games to start last year. We were a train wreck. And then by the time we got to May, I would have played anybody. <laughs> we had just found our way. We yeah. found lightning in a bottle. We had moved guys around. Um, and one of the things that I had done last year is I had read more about the true forming and journey and stages of making a team. And so I tried to point that out to the players as we went. And the first phase is... You're, you're forming the team, and that is tryouts. Yeah, That's a whole different vibe. I mean, tryouts is these guys are after one another. They're trying to make the team, which means somebody else doesn't make the team. Yeah. It's, n- it's not really the season. You know, the next phase, once you've picked the team, you're now storming, and storming is when you are then fighting through, guys are fighting through who's on the first midfield, who's the starting attackman, who's not. Got a whole lot of hurt feelings during that time. Yeah. You know, but if you, again, make the team mindful that this is normal. We are in the storming phase of our team. And so we don't feel like we're really coming together. We are, but it's hard. You know, the goalie who thought he was going to start isn't for the Calvert Hall scrimmage. Now he's upset. And that's where you're also implementing your team rules. You know, you're handing out uniforms for the first time. So there's a lot of fun in there. However, there's also a lot of kids are getting after each other. So someone's going to get, you know, there's yeah, going to be injuries. Yeah. You know, and then hopefully you've moved to the phase that you're performing. Now we're, now the pistons are firing. The systems are in place. We found the right people to implement that system. Yeah. And that's a real difference in high school than, than club is I don't need the best players on the field. I need the best guys who can follow the system. Yeah. And if they are the best players, that's even better. But if they're not, give me the guys who follow the system because High school lacrosse is system-based, you know, and then if once you're performing and then you're going to wrap up your team, and that's kind of the adjourning. You're going to say goodbye and have some type of ritual to that. And hopefully it's a, a state championship and it's a great feeling as you clean out the locker rooms and yeah. you hug each other. But it's also, <laughs> going, not. it's also going back. Only one team does that. It's also going back and saying goodbye and cleaning things out and you're frustrated and having to get over that. And so when parents would talk to me and people would look back, it's just, they don't understand. It's hard. It's a long journey. And you're in it with the 45 men in that locker room. Yeah. You have the five coaches, the 40 players and everything on the outside of that is noise. It might be carrying noise, but it's irrelevant. Yeah. When a kiddo gets in the back of the car and dad's grilling him about the offense, I love you, dad, but that's, <laughs> you're yeah. not really a part of my journey. We had a couple directly. of kids talking about rankings at practice. At pra- it was tryouts. I'm going, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. And people love that <laughs> but, stuff. But the truth is it's irrelevant. The only ranking that matters yeah. is, is May. 
you know, and, and even the ranking, you know, I would tell the guys, I, I love people who do the rankings and I'm very uh, grateful that they give us such entertainment, but it, it's a guy who knows lacrosse who's having sure. a cup of coffee. Yeah. A different guy having a cup of cocoa might have number two, number three, and number five different. Right. And yet we have kiddos yeah, who are teenage, teenage boys yeah. are like out of their mind. Can you believe we're number four? And they're like, yeah, you're number four from the Bucks County paper. However, again, all of it's irrelevant. Exactly. Yeah. Don't even you know? engage in it. And then yeah. you keep your fingers crossed that nobody gets hurt and you're right. Nobody gets in trouble and that you find your way. And, you know, we've seen plenty of great teams like the Baltimore Ravens this year in football all the way to the end. What a sure. bad day to have a bad day. They just stunk after a wonderful season. I mean, they were exceptional playing the game differently. And it was just a train wreck. If we're going to just, you know, throw it all out there. Carson Wentz going down with a concussion like we talked about with our uh, youth sports yeah. safety guests. The whole um, season came down to that game, and yeah. your best guy or one of your best guys yeah. gets a concussion. You know, and the Ravens, I think, they took too much time off. And, and we have guys that just looked rusty, where the Titans had been fighting away to survive yeah. and make the playoffs, and they looked beat up and sharp. And all that goes into your journey. And you'll see where you are at the end, and you'll do plenty that's great, plenty you weren't sure, <laughs> and plenty you look back and go, I wouldn't do that again. And uh, I think I, what I loved it the most and what I will miss, maybe my first time in 40, uh, well, 46 years. So I'm 51, but 46 years I've been a part of a team. That's what and, I was. Yeah, 29 of those years I was a, you know, 28 of those years I was a head coach is the journeying of a group of people who get to create something, journey through it, and then try to accomplish something. And together they either succeed, kind of succeed, blow it apart, fail, <laughs> but you did it as, together in a short time frame. Yeah, it's not like raising children where you and your wife can look back at 75 and look at this whole huge, yeah. amazing journey. But you got a three month window yep. to bring these men together, take a journey and test yourself against other men and coaches who are trying to do the same thing. You know, evaluate yourself not in wins and losses so much as if you're meeting your own um, ability, your team's ability. And then at the end of the season, adjourn and say that was a heck of a ride. And we're all better people for it. We're better lacrosse players. We're better human beings. And that journey has prepared all of us better for the challenges that we'll face in life. You know, it taught us resilience. It taught us grit. And for the guys who do get injured, they're the guys who are going to have to focus on recovering. And for the guys who are hurt but not injured, they got to figure out the safely way to be out there. And I just think it's a kind of an amazing experience for anybody who chooses to, to do it. And if you've never been a part of a team, you kind of just don't get it, right? It's, it's not about you. It's about the team. Guys who make it about them hurt the team. And, and then it ends. And then you look back and say, oh, I remember the you know, 2019 season. Remember the 2008 season? I can do that for every group. Yeah. And they all had a story to tell, you know, and everything from a great team that drove the bus off the cliff at the very end to a team that you never thought would make it. And who would have thought? <laughs> State champs. Yeah. <laughs> like, no way. For a team like Rambo's team in 2013, everybody expected you to do it, and we did do it. And it was one of my least favorite seasons, not in being with the guys, but the expectation of accomplishing what everybody told you you had to do. Really? You're yeah. number one. You better be number one. You never better lose. And if you do, you failed. Yeah. Not that, was, that fun? No. When we finally won the State Championship, I was like, I'm, I'm relieved. Versus last year with a team that nobody thought we could do it. You were like, that was unbelievable. Who yeah. would have thought? That's you know, cool. And while they're both state championships, the vibe when I went home was totally different. One, I just couldn't sleep. And the other one was like, it's bur that burden is over. We did what was expected instead of we did what was totally unexpected. So I think you're going to love it. I know you're back at it after a couple years off. And um, 
I'm going to go do some other things and watch lots of lacrosse too. Yeah. Thanks a lot for the, uh, the inspiration there. I'm ready to run through a wall, but, uh, what are you doing, uh, besides lacrosse, you know, no coaching. And I guess what is on your, on the docket for you this spring? going to go watch my daughter play. Nice. Which I missed her freshman and sophomore seasons. I mean, I made a game or two, but I'm going to make them all, at least all the home games wow. and cheer her on with my mouth shut this time. <laughs> and, uh, my son loves the outdoors. So we've been busy fishing. Trout season will start in April, April 4th. So we'll be out and about Pennsylvania and some other places. He has a great internship with the Boat and Fish Commission in Pennsylvania. So um, I drive him out to Harrisburg, and we were just at State College. So even there, I turned him loose to go do his thing in the wilderness, and I shot down to the Penn State. Yeah, uh, good Yale for game. you. Yeah, so a little lacrosse still in me. And then I'm going to do a bucket list adventure. Well, in 10 days now, my friend and I at school, Nick Coggins, give him a shout out. He'll be my travel buddy. We're going to walk the ancient, famous Catholic pilgrimage that's been around since pagan times, the Camino de Santiago in Spain. So to do the whole thing is a good solid 45 to 60 days from the Pyrenees of France along this trail, which has, again, existed since pagan times, but really uh, blew up in popularity during medieval times. Because in medieval times, if your, your kiddo was sick, you, you had leeches to get them well or a miracle. And so people would walk along this path to reach the relics or the bones of a, of a saint, the bones wow. of St. James in Spain at a Santiago, a church in the town on the coast. And supposedly that's where miracles happened and so forth. Then it died, just went out of history uh, for a long time. Pretty much when the Enlightenment came, people were like, you don't have to, you can go to the doctor instead. <laughs> <laughs> but today, about half a million people walk it. There's been a famous movie called The Way, a uh, popular movie about a father who loses his son, and the son was a free spirit who really walked the full Camino, a um, thousand miles from the Pyrenees of France. But we're only going to do the final 125 miles, which is enough okay. to get you a certificate wow. from the church that you're an official pilgrim, okay. and you have to get your spiritual passport uh, stamped along the way as you go. And then in the end, we'll arrive at the Church of Santiago and watch the, they have a big Bafume, I believe that is. They swing incense uh, over the church. Because in ancient days, you would have had a, the pilgrims would have stunk. <laughs> and then um, we're going to stay the night on the last night in a big old spooky monastery. Okay. And then we're going to come back. And wow. You know, I'm hoping I see the light, but more importantly, <laughs> meet people from all over the world. It's about 14 miles a day. I've been training hard with my buddy and alone. I got my backpack almost ready at 16 pounds. So it's supposed to be 10% of your body weight. And uh, I'll be thinking of LaSalle across and all of you as I walk. <laughs> and it was really my buddy's way, I think, of saying, you know, you're doing great in retirement and you were really ready. However, you know, that first week or two might be a little tricky. So let's get out of Dodge. Let's That's go so to Spain cool. and uh, just go for a big, long walk. That's so great. So we look forward to hearing about that. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, Bill, for uh, this, this episode, this chat, looking back on everything, a little bit more relaxed. Um, again, a podcast about a about the podcast. Um, but as we close season one, we're really so grateful. So thank you to Justin. Thank you to Coach Leahy and to all of our listeners. We're signing off from the Navy Yard in Philadelphia. That was a good one, Coop. Didn't you think? You, you sport, you're going to introduce that, right? Yeah, yeah, good point, good point, that's me. <laughs> Did I screw up already? I'm like, questions already? I didn't I'm know like, am I start. supposed to talk? <laughs> this, happens, this happens all the time right here. Just wanted to break the ice. <laughs>